0: So we've been talking about prayer the last couple weeks In the first week we talked about the purpose of prayer And then last week we talked about the power of prayer And I said this week we're going to talk about the persistence in prayer Have you ever wanted something so much that you kept asking your mom or dad for it over and over again until finally they said yes Maybe you wanted a special toy a pet or a new bicycle If it was something that you really wanted, you didn't just mention it once. You asked for it over and over again. Once there was a little boy who wanted more than anything to play in the band at school. The boy went home from school one day and asked his parents if they would buy him an instrument and let him sign up to play in the band. Well, the boy's parents didn't say yes, and they didn't say no. They said, we'll have to think about it. After all, a musical instrument costs a lot of money, And we aren't sure you will stick with it A few days went by and the boy's parents still hadn't said anything So the boy decided he should ask again The boy's parents didn't say yes and they didn't say no They said we're still thinking about it So on his way home from school the next day The boy decided to stop by the local music store to check out the musical instruments When he walked in the store, the first thing that caught his eye was a beautiful shiny trumpet It wasn't new, but it was in very good condition, and it had really cool fake alligator skin case. It was just what he wanted. That night at supper, the boy said to his parents, I went by the music store today after school, and they had a really nice used trumpet. It is exactly what I want, and it only cost $100. The boy's father turned to his wife and said, I guess we had better go take a look at the trumpet, or we're never going to hear the end of this. The next day, the boy went to the music store with his parents and they bought him that trumpet. The boy joined the band and he did stick with it. He played in the band all through high school and when he graduated from high school, he went on to college and he studied music. After graduating from college, he became a music teacher. I wonder how differently his life might have turned out if he had asked his parents for that musical instrument only one time and never mentioned it again. The Bible teaches us that just as parents want the best for us and will give us what we ask for, God, our Heavenly Father, also hears and answers our requests. To talk a little bit more about persistence of prayer, we're going to look at the story of the parable of the persistent widow in Luke chapter 18. I'm going to read the verse, first eight verses. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought, and there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time, he refused, but he finally said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Father, help us to understand a little bit more about being persistent in our prayer through the example of this persistent widow. That we would hear from you today god It's not about the things that I say but god the example that you set for us and the words that you want um, shared father that you would speak through me and use me to Help others understand that persistence that you ask for us in prayer in jesus name. I pray. Amen Many will pray about something for a while And when the answer doesn't come When we think it actually should we just throw up our hands in defeat and say what's the use? Many of us probably wouldn't admit that that's what we've done But i'm sure all of us have been in those those spots So this passage is a challenge to that notion And these verses the lord jesus tells his disciples a parable That is designed to teach them the importance of remaining persistent in prayer I'd like us to examine this parable together because we need to hear the truths that are taught here Why because in the church and in the work of the lord everything rises Or falls on prayer That is why we ask we take the first part of our service and we spend in prayer I pray that the lord will give us a spirit of prayer around here as a church that our entire services will be devoted to prayer That's why we have prayer time During our services at variety of parts of our services That's why there is a handful of people who come on a saturday morning and spend time in prayer praying for the needs and for the ministries of our church and for the community around We need to pray and we must be persistent in our praying So let's take a look at this parable today and see what the truths that are contained here It's these truths that teach us the persistence in prayer So first we see it's the cry of the widow Her demand in verse 3 says and there was a widow in the town who kept coming to him with a plea grant me justice against my adversary We don't know the nature of this woman's burden, but she had a grievance against someone that was laying really heavy on her heart, and she wanted it taken care of. She also had some disadvantages, we see in that same verse, this poor soul had several things that were working against her when it comes to seeking, being addressed and heard in court, in the court of law. In those times, she was a woman, and women were not allowed to speak in court, She was a widow, and she had no husband to speak for her. She was a widow, and they were a segment of society that was oppressed and often taken advantage of. She was also being a widow. She was synonymous to being poor. So she had no money with which she could bribe anyone or bribe the judge to listen to her. So she had a lot of disadvantages. But she had determination. The Bible refers... To verse 5 it says yet because this widow keeps bothering me I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me she keeps bothering me and new king James it says continually coming this phrase has the idea that she was begging this judge for help every single day when he would show up at the court there she was when he went to the marketplace there she was she pleaded with him in front of his friends she went to his home Everywhere he went she was there constantly asking him to give her satisfaction She was desperate. She had desperation Because of her societal standing and because of her financial standing she had no other hope but to get help from this judge Therefore she kind of made a nuisance out of herself before him each and every day Until she received that very thing that she was after This widow can represent us There are times when we too are burdened down with cares and worries and fears and troubles. During those times, it may seem that every circumstance of life is stacked up against us. There may be the temptation to say, what's the use? Especially after we've prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed for something and we've not seen an answer. Yet if we can learn anything from this poor woman... Let us learn that the lesson that persistence in prayer pays off in God's time, not ours. So keep praying despite all the obstacles that you face, despite all the signs that you see that say you should just give up. Keep praying. Keep being persistent. Second, we see the coldness of the judge in this parable. He was corrupt. He said in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. This man didn't care about who God was, or he didn't care about people. All he cared about was himself and his own life. To put it simply, he was a wicked man. To understand this judge, we need to understand a little bit about the judicial system in those days. The courtroom was not a building like we see it today. It was a tent that was moved from place to place as the judge covered his circuit. The judge, not the law, set the agenda, and he sat... regularly in the tent, surrounded by his assistants. Anybody could watch the proceeding from outside, but only those who were approved and accepted could have their cases heard. This usually meant that you had to bribe an assistant to get your case heard. Sometimes this is still true in third world countries, which is hard for us to understand because it's not where we are today, but that's what this widow was going through. The judge was calloused. In verse 4, it says, For some time he refused. Even though he had heard the widow's petitions and he saw that she had a case, he would not do what she was asking. He simply turned a deaf ear to her pleas for help. He was hard-hearted. He was closed-minded to the needs of others. He was condescending to her. In verses 4 and 5, it says, But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think yet because this widow keeps bothering me I will see see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me So in spite of his spiritual condition And in spite of the fact that he did not care for this widow in the least in the end. He still helped her Why In verse 5 we see some of the the answers to that why He saw that she bothered her she bothered him. In King James, it says troubles. This is kind of reaching out and causing some trouble um, toward toward the judge. Attack or weary, in New King James, it says, the word means to kind of beat down or to blacken an eye. So in these words described here, it's looking as if he doesn't help her, he's going to have a black eye in that community. And he didn't want that because he was concerned about what his look, what people would look at at him. So eventually, he listened to her petition and helped her because he didn't want to have that black eye in the community. For us, the lesson here is this we may not get the answer we want immediately, but we must keep asking and keep believing God will answer in God's time because God's timing is perfect. Let me share a story of John Wesley that encountered a lot of refusal and denial in the beginning of his ministries, and he journaled some of these things in his diary. Sunday morning, May 5th, he preached at St. Anne's. He was asked not to come back. That Sunday night, he preached at St. John's Deacon's and said, get out and stay out. The next Sunday morning, he preached at St. Jude's, and he said, can't go back there either. The next week, he preached at St. Somebody Else's, and the deacons called a special meeting, and they said he couldn't return. The following Sunday morning, he preached on the street and he was kicked off the street. The next Sunday, he preached in the edge of town and he was kicked off the highway. That Sunday night, same Sunday night, he preached in a pa- pasture and 10,000 came. If you and I are to get answers, we need to take action. We can't wait. We need to be persistent in our prayers. We need to be consistent in our prayers. John Wesley didn't give up, he continued to preach what God asked him to preach. I believe that George Mueller, the great prayer warrior, said this well The great fault of the children of God is that they do not continue in prayer, they do not go on praying, they do not persevere. Do we stop our prayers or are we persistent? The third thing I want to point out in this parable is the contrast that we have with our father Jesus now turns from the character in this parable to the father up in heaven He shows us that god who is nothing like the unjust judge Delights in answering the prayers of his people He hears the prayers of his people We need Never to fear that god does not hear us because his ear is always open to hearing the cries of his children in Isaiah 65, verse 24, it says, Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. In Jeremiah 33, verse 3, says, Call to me, and I will answer, and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. In 1 John, chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, He hears us and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have what we asked of him It's god's will it's not ours God honors our persistence In verse 7, he said I will not And will not god bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night Will he keep putting them off? Sometimes prayer is answered immediately And other times the answer is delayed but the key is to not give up. God isn't making us wait. He is working out the answers that we seek according to his will. Our persistence in prayer demonstrates the depth of our burdens. If you can pray about an item once or twice and then you give up, you really weren't burdened over it. A genuine burden will cause us to put it before God and to keep on praying until we see him answer. God handles our petitions. In verse 8, we see, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He doesn't turn a deaf ear to our petitions, but he begins the process of working them out. In truth, real prayer is evidence of God's impending answers. Why? Because real prayer always begins with God. The spirit burdens our hearts and we offer the burden back to God who is already busily engaged in bringing about the answer that he has. In Romans 8 verses 26 and 27, it tells us in the same way the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. This should give us great confidence that we should not give up in prayer. What a desire that should put within us to seek God's face more consistently and persistently in our prayers. So what's the challenge to us? Where do we see our part in this in this passage? I think the answer can be summed up in three simple challenges that I that will make all the difference in our prayer lives The first one is we need to be committed to prayer Jesus said that we should always praying This is an idea. We also find in first thessalonians five seventeen that says pray without ceasing or pray continually Without ceasing means to have an idea of there's no intermission. There's no stopping in our prayer it can refer sometimes to if you think about a nagging cough or a tickle in the back of our throat It causes us to cough and always it's it's going to happen Jesus is telling us to be ready to be on guard to be watchful It's the idea that being in an attitude and atmosphere of prayer at all times You see prayer is more than just an obligation It is also an opportunity. It's the opportunity for us to be in touch with our Heavenly Father at all times, anytime. Second challenge is we need to be consistent in prayer, not to give up. This phrase means to not lose heart or to not grow weary. Jesus challenges us, His people, not to lose heart during the times when answers to prayers are delayed. Don't give up, keep on praying, don't lose heart. God will move in his time. This is illustrated in God's promise in Galatians 6 verse 9. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Are you giving up on on something? Keep praying. The third challenge is to be comforted by prayer. The last question in verse 8 wonders if Jesus will find faith when he returns. That is, will he find his people persisting in prayer before the Father over the things that really matter? The answer to that question depends upon you and depends upon me. We may be faithful, we may not. We might persist, we might not. You say, where's the comfort in this? It lies in what Jesus said. Notice he said, when the Son of Man comes. The comfort in the prayer is this, that God's people not always do what they're supposed to do, but they can count on the Lord to keep every single promise that he has ever made to us. He will be faithful to honor his word to each of us. You may feel like giving up, but you need to keep on praying and know that he will answer in his time. That is God's promise to us, his people. In John chapter 15 Verse 7, we see, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. In John 16, verse 23, it says, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Matthew 21:22, If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. In Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What are you asking God for? Are you waiting for him to answer? Are you being persistent in your praying? God promises that he will answer when we seek him, that we will be able to find him. While crossing the Atlantic, Atlantic, an ocean liner, F.B. Meyer, was asked to address the passenger on the subject of answered prayer. An agnostic who was present at the service was asked, what do you think of Dr. Meyer's sermon? To which he replied, I didn't believe a word of it. Later that afternoon, the agnostic was on his way to another service just to hear as he had put it, the babbler, what the babbler had to say. He put two oranges in his pocket, and as he walked toward the meeting place, he passed an elderly woman who was sitting in her chair fast asleep. In the spirit of fun, the man slipped those two oranges into the outstretched palms of the woman. After the meeting, he asked the old lady, happily eating one of the oranges, he remarked, you seem to be enjoying those oranges, ma'am. To which her reply, yes, sir, my father is very good to me. He said, your father? Surely your father can't still be alive. She exclaimed, praise God, he's very much alive. She then went on to explain to the agnostic and said, you see, I've been seasick for days, and I've been asking God to somehow send me an orange to help ease my sickness. I suppose I fell asleep while I was praying. However, when I woke up, I found that he not only sent me one orange— but two. To this response, the agnostic was speechless. Later on the same cruise, he was converted to Christ and was made a believer. That's how God can answer prayer. When we least expect it, expect it. We also have the example of Christ. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed. This is a picture that you, we typically will see some different pictures of Jesus, laying over a stone or prostrate on the floor to a, on a stone. And this the example of Christ and the persistence that he had in prayer hit me, um, I think, a lot when I went to Israel. And we went to the Church of Jesus' Agony, and we saw the stone that Jesus had prayed on. And if you think about what it says in Matthew 26, What jesus did he went with his disciples and he He walked away from his disciples and he prayed and he said my father if it's possible May this cup be taken from me yet. Not as I will but as you will He was asking god his father for his direction When he went back to the disciples the disciples were sleeping And he talked to the disciples. Why are you sleeping? And then he went off a second time to pray my father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. He came back and found his disciples sleeping again and went off a third time. And asked, if this is what God's will is, then he's willing to do it. Persistency in prayer and seeking what God's will is. Shouldn't that be an example for us just as Christ sought the will of the Father? Shouldn't that be how we should be seeking God's will for our lives? How persistent are you in seeking god and his will Of what he wants you to do each and every day Mark batterson said it this way bold prayers honor god And god honors bold prayers God is not offended by our biggest dreams or our boldest prayers He is offended by anything less If your prayers are not impossible to you. They are insulting to god How bold are you praying? Believers, we need to keep on praying. We need to be persistent in our prayers. The answer is on the way. Sometimes we ask God for something one time and never mention it again. But maybe that is our impatience showing. When we ask for something, we want God to say yes. And we want him to say it right now. Jesus said that we should always pray and we should not give up. Perhaps God wants us, wants us to show that we are really serious about what we're asking of him. Be persistent. Does that mean if we keep asking for something over and over that God will always give it to us? No, but he loves us and he wants the best for us. He will answer yes if he can, if it's in his will. We need to be praying in God's will, not in our own. So I pray that you will be patient, that you will be persistent in your prayers as you seek what God wants. It's not what we want, but what does God want?